continues. Mobile business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, lower, little changed right now, less than a point drop for the S&P at 24.24, down one-tenth of one percent. Dow Industrials down four, also little changed at 21,670. NASDAQ down 16, a drop there of three-tenths of 1%. Tenure up 4.30 seconds with a yield of 2.18%. Gold up 6.80 the ounce, up 5 tenths of 1%. And West Texas Intermediate Crude down 2.7%. $47.18 for a barrel of West Texas Intermediate Crude. I'm Charlie Pelletan. That is a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie, thank you very much. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on this Monday, brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network, the broker-dealer RIA that's been putting relationships first since 1979. Find out why the industry's most satisfied advisors are head over heels about them. Visit Commonwealth.com for more information. This is Bloomberg. All right, don't roll your eyes, but we had to do it with the eclipse. Uh, pretty amazing. I'm kind of watching it online. Uh, the first total eclipse of its kind in 99 years, plunging broad swaths of the U.S. into darkness, uh, and it is impacting solar supplies. We want to talk a little bit about that. Fascinating story on the Bloomberg today. Let's bring in Noreen Malik. She is natural gas and power markets reporter at Bloomberg News with us in our Bloomberg 1130 studio in New York. Uh, we're all fascinated. Everybody's watching. It's a big thing, and it is a big thing because it's, you know, going across the United States. Really fascinating. Um, but it does impact the solar industry and solar power. How so? Well, the biggest impact is going to be in California because they're the leader in solar generation. And they're starting to just come out of the eclipse. And they saw 2,000 megawatts of solar just go offline in like 40 minutes. They didn't have any issues. They were ready for it. And because they were ready for it, spot power prices actually fell. There was an impact. Yeah. Even though people knew it would be momentary. Yeah, exactly. It's, I think there's just so much anticipation that, oh my gosh, we're losing so much power in such a short period of time. And it's, what they're looking at now is as the eclipse passes, they're going to have a really fast ramp up in solar generation. It's going to be three times faster than the normal pace. Like normally when solar comes on in the morning, it's pretty gradual as the sun starts to intensify. And because the sun is already intense, um, you're just going to see a sudden jump in solar. It's like a frying pan on the egg, right? If exactly. it's been It's been there warming up. It's quick, yeah. You can make the eggs pretty quickly, but if exactly. it's a cold pan, it takes it's, a while. Hey, what's 2,000 megawatts? Put that in perspective because I have no idea that's a significant amount of power. That's like two large nuclear plants or two uh, – it's – it's almost the size of like the Southern California nuclear reactors that shut down a few years ago. So it's significant. It's significant, yeah. I think their overall um, demand for today is around thirty-six or thirty-seven thousand megawatts. So as it makes its way across the country, Noreen, um, give us some perspective about other solar power. I know California. How much power, first of all, does California get from solar power? On a good day, they could get at certain times of the day as much as forty percent. Wow. Yeah. It's so it's a large chunk, but they've been they've been incrementally getting used to this over the years. Right. So they they have like it's. 
it's a really good hydro year on the West Coast, so they've been able to backfill with hydro when needed. There's also gas generation. The grids have become more interconnected with a real-time market across a broader swath of the West, so that allows for them when in a five-minute period we need to fill in power, they now have that ability to trade in real-time. All right, so walk us across the country in terms of solar power exposure. So... Across the rest of the country, in the middle of the country, there isn't that much solar generation concentrated. Like in Texas, they are they they were previously expecting six hundred megawatts of solar to go offline, which isn't a lot. You would think Texas is a sunny state, but they just haven't had a big jump in solar generation like they had in wind. But they there's actually, a lot of oil. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of oil as a pushback. <laughs> but um, they actually are seeing pretty decent cloud coverage, so they trimmed their effect or impact. Um, to about like 200 to 300 megawatts from 600. When you go east, that's where you'll see another um, jump in potentially affected area. Like um, North Carolina is one of the largest producers of solar generation. They are also like the Duke utility there is expecting 2,000 megawatts or 80% of its utility gener- um, solar generation to go offline. So these are the large solar fields. Um, and I mean, they said they're also prepared for it. Um, they've been, they're going to backfill it with like 1,200 megawatts of gas generation. Another interesting place to look at is New Jersey because there's a lot of rooftop solar there. There's a lot of homes and businesses. I see a lot of um, rooftop solar in, in New Jersey specifically. But today is supposed to be a cloudy, somewhat rainy day. I don't – I mean, I know we're just across the river, but I don't know what's turned out like. That's what I wanted to ask you. So what's the difference between, obviously, an eclipse blocking the sun, pretty significant, versus a cloudy day? Well, it's not that much of a difference. What mattered here is that – if you were going to have a bright, sunny day, you were expecting that solar to come on. Mm-hmm. And so it's a bigger drop in supply if it was coming on already and then suddenly it goes offline. It is similar to a cloudy day, but the, another difference is that this is a large chunk of the country covered in darkness at the same time. Yeah. Cloud coverage would be more spotty. What about the grid itself and how it works, um, I guess, on a technical or technological basis of all of a sudden it going off grid and then coming back? Is this kind of a test of how efficient that might work? I mean, that's how a lot of grid operators are taking it. They are like, this is a pretty nice, controlled, predictable experiment where they can do that. It is sort of like um, a sunset every day, as you were saying earlier, or, or a cloudy day. Um, and that's how, like, Duke in the southeast is treating it as a gradual sunset. But it is a way, like, aside from the normal evening and morning ramp-ups and ramp-downs, way to test, like, is is the grid, like, the inverters and software and all these other equipments are pieces um, pieces are they mm-hmm. working together right. properly to deal with sudden fluctuations? Right, extreme off, extreme back on. Yeah, and it's things like voltage, which you don't think about, but your house, if you have a, a solar panel on it, it provides voltage support. So if that suddenly goes off, they have to make sure the grid is stable. Interesting, interesting. Just quickly, about 20 seconds left here. In terms of solar growth, do we continue to see more people, more companies, more states, municipalities uh, signing on? Yes. I mean, that is definitely the trend. Solar costs are plunging. And so even in the east where there isn't that much solar, that's what they're bracing for. And that's why they're using this to test it. Fascinating and a great story. And just an interesting angle uh, as we look at the uh, total solar eclipse making its way across our country. Noreen, thank you. you. Noreen Malik, she is natural gas and power markets reporter at Bloomberg News. Check her out. She's got a great 
Twitter, Notorious, N-A-U-R-T-O-R-I-O-U-S. And also check out more stories on solar and energy. Just go to Bloomberg.com. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on this Monday. I'm Carol Masser in our Bloomberg 1130 studio, and this is Bloomberg. 